you wonder what happened in sports today, Brandon Petrilli, he got the wave. We talking a lot with bros today, cracking some jokes the podcast way. Goals on goals, where homers on homers, tutties on tutties, got moments on moments. Just tune into BSP. Just tune into BSP. Just tune into BSP. Just tune into Petrilli. Hello and welcome, everybody, to another episode of the BSP Podcast. Man, what a weekend. What an interesting weekend. That's for damn sure. I am your host, Brendan Petrilli. Have another quick trillion ten here for you. Let's start off with a quick little rant. Today's episode is going to be breaking down the Philadelphia Eagles NFL Draft 2022. Very excited after round one. I'll get into it in a little bit. I need to react, though, real quick. Just go off for a second. About the New York Mets. Just absolute scum of the earth. And their fan base. Phillies lose two out of three to the Mets. It was a good series. Well played, hard fought. Phillies. The defense came, reared its ugly head. The the nobody's in the bullpen. Joe Girardi handling it, reared its ugly head in game three. Get no hit to start the series. Hey, clap the hands. Back in my day, it was cool when you actually had one guy go out there and throw a no-hitter, not get five. It's a great accomplishment. Second time in the Mets career. That's how sad their franchise is. But it is what it is. But at the end of the day, I was willing to, you know, bygones be bygones, bygones. It was a good series. Hey, Mets played well game three Phillies came out they rocked Scherzer they hit him hard couple home runs Kyle Schwarber with two dingers Bryce Harper with his own but just the absolute scumbag the attitude that this Mets team has who the fuck do you think you are bro who this Lopez guy coming in who does he think he is who does the Mets fan base think they are honestly the only person I respect is shout out Mr. Kenny. He's the nicest guy in the world, but the rest of them, including his son, Kieran, what do you, who do you think you are, bro? Hit him, hit him, hit him. Calling Kyle Schwarber. Guy goes in twice on him and misses. Then you come back and you hit Alec Bohm. What are you doing, bro? You're up six runs. Good job. You guys want a hard-fought series. Move on next day. Next series. They just have an attitude where they think that they're like the best team in the league. Bro, it's the first day of May. It's May 1st. Get a grip. The New York Yankees, the team in your own state, a couple miles above, are a better team than you still. They just got this little man complex where they grow up. You're playing well. You do it every year to start the year. Good for you. I'm happy for you. You beat the Phillies. Great. But this fighting and this attitude, hey, I'm all for throwing out a guy. But to think that the Phillies pitcher in that, to hit Lindor the inning before was actually going for him? Are you for real? He gave up two runs because of it. Absolute stupid for Buck Showwater to stand up there. Are you dumb? How stupid are you? 
hey, good for the Mets. They're a good baseball team. Phillies are going through their struggles. I think they'll figure it out. That's my little rant for the day. God. Now, let's get into something that went a little better. A little better than that uh, that series this weekend. That's the Eagles draft. Howie Roseman actually got it right. Got it right a lot, honestly. Now, everybody wants to give their grades after a draft, right after. Which, hey, in this business, that's what you got to do. You got to get the headlines. And a lot of people are going to hate me for what I'm about to say right now. But let me preface it this way. In the actual NFL draft, like the actual picking of players, I give Howie Roseman and the Philadelphia Eagles a B plus. But after the things that happen outside of the draft, trading for A.J. Brown, the signings of undrafted free agents, that I give an A+. I think they did very well. I love the A.J. Brown trade. If you didn't check out my TikTok, check me out at BSP Podcast or at Brendan Petrelli on TikTok, BSP Podcast on YouTube. Go subscribe. Love that trade. I love some of the guys they signed that went undrafted. But the actual picking of players, I like it. I think it's very solid. B-plus is solid. Hey, I didn't average a B-plus in school, (laughs) and I still managed to graduate and get here somewhere. I'm not that dumb. But I think it was a a very good draft. I don't think it was a spectacular draft by any stretch of the means. I think Jordan Davis is a great pick, great first-round pick, solid. You needed it. You need a guy to come in after Fletcher Cox, who's probably gone after this year. But he has his holes. Let's not let's be real with it. He has his holes. He's got an effort problem. Can't rush the passer. It's great other ways that I think of why I'm very happy with it, but there's there are other problems. The second round, you go and you draft Jason Kelsey's replacement. I like it. The player, I tweeted it out. If you're following me at Brendan Petrilli and at the BSP podcast on Twitter, I said. You're drafting a backup in the second round. It's the same thing as drafting Jalen Hurts in the second round. You already have your starter. You don't draft backups in the second round. You do that in the fourth, the fifth. Now, granted, I think he could turn out to be a great player. But when you have a guy like Jason Kelsey, that's a Hall of Famer. Lane Johnson's getting older. You got to go and you got to surround guys, surround them with guys that can win now, especially after making that move going and getting A.J. Brown. You don't draft backups in the second round. That's my problem. And that's my biggest knock on this draft. This was a third round pick. If you swapped, if you swapped N'Kobe Dean and Jurgensen, this goes from a B plus to an A minus to an A for me. Now, you got lucky there. N'Kobe Dean falls to you in this third round because of shoulder concerns. He didn't get a shoulder surgery, but everything from what the Eagles are saying, what N'Kobe's saying is he's ready to rock and roll in a week for the mini camps for the, for the picks. So, I mean, hey, for that, A-plus there. 
Now, when it follows up after that, that's where it kind of gets a little iffy. And that's what knocks me down a little bit. Now, you don't have the depth that you normally have drafting because you traded up two-fifths and a fourth to get up to get the boy in the first round. Traded a third and a first for A.J. Brown. So you, you were real thin. And then after the – in the fourth, didn't have a pick. Fifth round, I'm sitting there Sunday morning hanging out in bed, being a lazy bum on Saturday, waiting for the Eagles to pick, all of a sudden trade with Jacksonville Jaguars. Fine, whatever. Kind of think that was coming because they wanted to recoup some picks, get a couple other guys after that. You go and you draft on Johnson at 181 from Kentucky. Looks like a good player, but he looks like a special teams player. Now, can he be the type of player like um, who he drafted the other year from Colorado? Uh, his mind is his name is escaping me at the, this very moment. Um, <laughs> but he got hurt in the middle of the year after he was showing some spark. They just got speed. These guys, these linebackers, which I like. You need guys to go side to side. But from what it seems like, it's more of a special teams, which is fine. It is, especially the sixth round. I'm okay with that. And then you go and you draft the tight end who, have we ever heard this before? Not in the first round this time, so it's fine. But uh, Grant uh, Calentira out of SMU. You know, he was at Oklahoma. He was with Jalen Hurts for a quick minute. Played well at Oklahoma. All, you know, all pro player there. All conference guy can go up and get it, especially in the red zone. That's what you need. I think that's a solid pick, but I think where they missed in the draft was getting another corner. It was getting a safety. You need that help in the secondary. And that's kind of where I knock this draft a little bit. B plus is fantastic, especially in drafts past. It's funny what happens when you go and you draft Alabama when you draft Georgia, when you draft SEC players, these guys turn out to be very good NFL players. When you draft guys that were the top players, the captains of the best defense probably ever in college football in Georgia, in N'Kobe Dean, in Jordan Davis, they'll probably turn out to be great players. Hopefully, knock on wood, yet to be seen. But you see it last year. You draft the Heisman Trophy winner. You draft the captain of the offense of the best team in the league. It turns, it tends to work out and it's great to see. Now, outside of that, you go and you get a couple undrafted cornerbacks where, I mean, you get Mario Goodridge from Clemson and Josh Job from Alabama, two guys playing in high level competition, coached up, playing in NFL systems, and you get them undrafted, and they gave them big money, 217 for Goodridge and another 150 for Job. I mean, you don't, give a, you don't give that money out to guys you don't think that won't be on the roster. Last year, I mean, Jack Stoll, shout out to NBC Sports and Ruben Frank, 122,000 guaranteed. These guys are making double. <laughs> These guys are, they can play, and the Eagles know they can play. They need that depth when it comes to that back end of that 
of that defense. You got Slay. You got Nelson. Who knows for how long? Who knows how long Slay will be playing this well? Great season last year. I think the year before that, he was underrated, honestly. People were hating on him too much. And then you got Avante Maddox. Now you got to start filling that that cornerback two slot and develop these guys. And I think that's a great pickup. That's where I'm saying the draft itself is a B plus. Everything outside and the whole total package, I give an A. So don't come at me hating on it. So now where you move forward is what is this team going to look like here, right? What are our expectations? I think you go from a team that was looking that got absolutely demolished by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the playoffs that can finally actually compete that have the players to go out there and run with them. Now, it's going to be coaching. It's going to come down to that and developing these guys to getting them ready to taking those tests during the year and proving that they can play. And it's going to come down to Jalen Hurts, like I said in the last episode, as Bosch also pointed out. I'm super excited. I think, I mean, you go from a team that you were thinking, all right, maybe we can get a wild card spot again, sneak in there, maybe give up a better fight than they did last year. To maybe winning the division. Just maybe. Dallas didn't look bad. I mean, you know, they're drafting offensive linemen. Bunch of nobodies. Jerry Jones is showing his his big board to everybody in the media, holding it up for everybody. Jerry, that's another topic for conversation. Guys, you might be losing it. Just like somebody else in high power. <laughs> we'll see. You go from a defensive line that had the second least amount of sacks last year to adding Hassan Reddick, to adding a Jordan Davis. That was something that I I wish they kind of went, would have gotten to in that back end of that draft. It's another pass rusher. But you got a Milton Williams. Still got Fletch. Brandon Graham's going to be back. Who knows how how well he'll be playing after the Achilles. You got Joshua. You got Derek Barnett. But now you finally got a middle linebacker that can play. Maybe you got another one in this other kid you drafted. Who knows? You still have your guys from this past year. You bring in the the free agent from, from the Chargers, Xavier. I mean, you're putting the pieces together. Now all you got to do is finish that back end with the honey badger. Now there's been a big push by the New Orleans Saints, supposedly from Adam Schefter. I mean, the guy went to LSU from LS, uh, from New Orleans. Makes sense for him to stay there. But, man, would he look nice in the back end. Malcolm Jenkins 2.0 possibly. But that's what I think. That's my recap here of this 2022 NFL draft and pretty much the offseason in general. Man, I'm excited. I am. I really am about this Eagles season. Gonna probably hop on Madden, download the new rosters. Let me know if you want to see me uh, playing playing a little bit of Madden, uh, and we'll do a little bit, you know, season sim season mode for the Eagles coming up this fall upcoming 2022-23 season. That's gonna do it for this episode of the BSP podcast. 
thanks everybody for listening make sure you go follow on all the social medias subscribe on youtube make sure you hit the like button comment comment if you want me to play a little bit of madden maybe some video games too on top of just the the talk the podcast i don't know i'd be interested in it for sure follow me on instagram at brennan petrilli at brennan petrilli on twitter bsg podcast on twitter and tiktok shout out to the two and five go birds the mets the mets god see ya